What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Stoop Stories. Hey, one quick announcement, one important announcement. Stoop Stories is now on Instagram and Facebook. It is at Stoop Stories Pod. Once again, that is at Stoop Stories Pod. Make sure you follow us there for all exclusive content and clips and highlights and a whole lot of other stuff. Um, so all content will be posted on Stoop Stories Pod from here on out. And yeah, that's it. Make sure you give us a follow and a like. And without further ado, here's today's episode. Enjoy. Hopefully everybody right now is ready to get off the stoop for another episode of Stoop Stories with my man, LeDrew Morell. Today we have a really, uh, well actually we have a Christmas gift for everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas. It's a, it's a, uh, a gift to, to help us get off the stoop and win in life. And I hope we're ready to absorb this knowledge and we put ourselves in a place where this can be meaningful to us at this point, at this moment right now. You know, coming um, to the end of... 2020, which you know, to some people has been a, a crazy year and you know has had some good things and probably some traumatic things that happened. And it's time to reset ourselves and put ourselves in a different headspace and reset our mindset so we can win in 2021. Are you down for that, my man? I am down for that. And I want to share this with everyone who listens to Stoop Stories. You know, we're not sitting here pointing at anyone on the stoop. I want to help you understand that I myself have to focus on staying off the stoop every single day because every day when I wake up, where my body and my emotions and feelings want to pull me to is the stoop. So we are we are part of this conversation. Yeah, The absolutely. objective is to never return to the stoop. And if you do, mind shift and don't stay there too long because sometimes we, do, we, we go, but we have to pull ourselves right back Well, off. that leads into this perfectly. What I'm getting ready to say right now is, is you know, some things that bring us to the stoop is change. Mm. There's things that happen in our lives that we feel like we can't control. Things that happen in our lives that maybe make us feel bad, make us depressed, make us feel like we can't do it. There's all these things that that come about on a regular basis, and it happens to everybody. You know, there's things that happen. I mean, COVID nineteen. That's a thing that happened that made yeah. a lot of people feel bad, right? And the opportunity here is there's an advantage to be had when change happens because change happens to everybody. And the people who adapt and evolve to the change quickest are the ones who have the head start and ultimately the ones who can win. Merry Christmas. That is the gift. And also the curse of the stoop because on the stoop, man, is super comfortable and you can be who you've been so that you don't have to change. And to stay on the stoop, all you have to do is throw a little pity pate. Mm. <laughs> That's can I, it. Can I come to the? Can I come to the? Everybody's party? invited. Everybody all you is can invited. Eat, all you can drink. Just play the victim, and that's what makes the stoop so comfortable. Because evolution and conflict is uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, and it's it's absolute, and it happens all the time, and it happens in your life, and you can find yourself not self-regulating and putting your ass right back on the stoop, yeah. thinking. Man, I can't believe this. Man, I might just, you know what? I think I'm just going to quit. You see that you see that TikTok. You ever do watch TikTok? Actually. And they got this they got this one's like, "Fuck this job. 
Fuck this job, man! I quit. You like that one? I, man, I, miss, I don't. Man, I don't have the. I don't have the TikTok. My kids were actually just making fun of me. They told me I was the only guy on the planet that didn't have it. Well, but, what what I would want to say to those guys who did that, which I think is hilarious, and I love those that I don't even know what they call it, a little video. I love that video. But what I tell them is like, man, we can change the way we feel about just yeah. about anything, you know. And so like, if I'm feeling like fuck this job right now, like why am I feeling that way? And I need to make a change and evolve or evolve to the current environment in a way that allows me to win. Yeah. You know, the strategy I use to evolve quickly to change, and I have no better way of showing the parallel by saying, live life in the press box mm -hmm. from the bird's eye view. That way you can evolve quickly and adapt to change so much so that your emotions, your feelings, and all these other outside factors don't pull you back to the stoop because that's where life wants you to live oh. you know who you can always count on being on the stoop waiting on you less okay. hey let's just let's just blame everybody else this ain't your fault yeah you had no control over that buddy mm. let's just let man let's just let's just relax and just do what we've been doing because what happened there man that was fucked up and you didn't deserve that come on over and hang out and <laughs> Come to this party I got going on. Yeah. Right? So the press box view, I think about myself as a football coach. And I know that life works. You know, this is a principle. So life works this way for everybody. Sometimes when I was on the field, I made probably the same call that I would have made in the box. But when I called plays from the press box, I never missed on the calls I made because of the lens I was viewing the game from. I was always quick to adapt to change. So if my starting quarterback goes out and I'm in the box, I'm going to adapt appropriately. If I'm on the field on the sideline and the emotions of the game are sky high at that point, I might freak out and I might not adapt quick. And the move that I make initially on the next down probably isn't the move that I would have made had I been in the box and off of the stoop. Therefore, I'm quickly adapting to the change that is happening that I don't have control over because, man, I want my starting running back in the game. I don't want the guy hurt. If I'm in the press box, how I connect the dots next respects how I have to evolve. Yeah, I appreciate the, the opinion on, on the press box, and I believe in that, but that's not as easy as it sounds because being in the press box is a developed mentality. That is something that you can't just say, hey, look, right now, guess what? I'm going to jump in the press box because I'm feeling some kind of way. I'm feeling a little bit upset, yeah. so here I go to the press box. <laughs> you know, like, if, I, if, I, if I'm struggling right now, which, you know, to be fair, man, people struggle all the time. Yeah. And, like, I think the first step when you're struggling is to recognize that you control more than what you think you control. And things aren't happening to you. They're probably happening because of you. I agree. And so what are you going to do? I always like to look at, and, and this may be because I like to feel like I'm in control. But when something negative happens in my life, I look at, well, what did I do to cause this? And what can I do to fix it? And those two questions allow me to maybe reflect in a way that allows me to see things differently. And maybe that's an opportunity to get into the press box, asking yourself questions. What did I do to contribute to what's happening right now? And what can I do now to change it? And the answer will never be nothing. Correct. <laughs> There's always something to be done. And 
you know, there's going to be an opportunity in life right now for a listener and they're going to have something that happens to them. And the nature is going to be wanting to, to blame and condemn. Man, that's that damn LeDrew's fault. He put me in this situation and now I'm all messed up. Uh, but then to think back and ask that question like, what did I do to contribute to this? And what can I do to change it? Well, maybe allow me to make a decision in the future that allows me to make the, uh, you know, have a different outcome long term. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you one bit. And I think of, as you were talking, extreme ownership and that being part of the medium that helps us maneuver around this topic in a way that gets results. You know, when you're able to not say what's happening to me, but man, what's happening right now, what happened through me? You know, we mm -hmm. said that in a, in, a, in a past podcast. Things don't happen to you. They happen through you. And when you can take the stance of extreme ownership, you now put yourself back in the driver's seat to where you can go to the press box. So for me, it's about throwing little nuggets out there that people can remember when they are upset. Yeah. Like, that's, what, that's, what a, that's what I believe a mind shift is. Like recognizing, hey, I'm pissed off right now and I want to go on the stoop because I am pissed. It's like, oh, that's a sign that I need to take extreme ownership, get in the press box, mind shift, or whatever it is. It takes what it takes, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I want everybody to win on this call, and I know you do too. When I say call, I mean this podcast. We do so many calls now. Shoot. feels like everything we're doing is a call. So I'm going to give this foundational principle, and then we'll give these guys actionable steps on ways that we can, you know, help, help us recognize where we are, adapt, and evolve to the change that's happening in our lives, and so we can take the necessary steps forward so we win, okay? Because everybody on, the, on, on this podcast, if they're listening, they want to win or else they wouldn't be listening. I agree. You know what I mean? So here's, here's, here's a foundational principle. Life is going to change. Do you agree with that? I agree. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The one who wins normalizes the change, adapts to it, and they're able to play the game better because they were able to adapt quicker while everybody else is feeling sorry for themselves. Mm. Because when life changes for you, it also most likely changes for me too. Yeah, new rules that we don't control. Yeah, I, I look at you know I look at an election, and uh, you know I'm not a political dude, but you know generally every four years an election comes, and the people who did did bad, guess what they want? Man, this I want a new president. This is some bullshit. And the people who did well, guess what they want? The same thing. They want to keep the game the same. Everybody wants to play the game that they can win at. So, like, man, if I'm not winning, I want to change the rules. <laughs> you know, like, and if I am winning, you know, I don't want you to change the rules because I know how to win at this game. Of course. But inevitable, it's inevitable that things change. The one who adapts quickly, the one who's able to evolve their behavior in a way that creates them to adapt is going to win. That's, that's, that's a foundational principle. Yeah, and, and to be fair... It's um, it's only fitting that you want the conditions to suit your skill sets and ability. Hundred percent. You know, everybody wants that. No one wants to start over and play a new game. Like, hey, I just got good at this game. Yeah. Like, don't change the rules right out the you know out the gate like that on me. I think of a mentor of mine, and I want to read a quote because it fits perfectly, you know, to what you just read there. So one of my mentors here, um, he says, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. 
Sun Tzu. That's my mentor. Here's how <laughs> he finishes. If you neither know the enemy nor yourself, you will succumb in every battle. And this is exactly what we're talking about is change. Everything's going to change. I agree to that. Every year things will change. Every day things will change. And we have the opportunity to sit in the driver's seat of it if we're willing to adapt and play by the rules of the game. You know what most people do when change happens? They get pissed. <laughs> because now they can't control. But we have to be able to be in a mind space where we can adapt and evolve. And so that's what, in my opinion, creates great leaders. You know, look at it in a sports, a sports analogy. The best football coaches in the world are the ones that can, you know, not come out with the very best game plan from the very beginning, but adapt to the challenges that people are throwing out to them. Uh, you look at Andy Reid, they say, man, Andy Reid is the best after a bye. Or it, but yeah. like, what really is great is Bill Belichick is the best at halftime. Correct. Because, yeah, Andy can come out, and I love Andy Reid, but he can come out and put a great game plan together. But if it's stifled at the beginning, what are we going to do at halftime to ensure that we win the game? What changes are we going to be made? Are going to be made? How are we going to change our defense in a way that now stops the run when they're gap, when we're wide open? The teams who have the ability to adapt and, and evolve are the ones who win. And so let's come up with some principles for the team, for the the the, the team and the listeners here, so they can evolve when things are changing for them. Yeah, I would say step number one is I I'm thinking of like the the flash, like the siren, you know, what are you going to use as a medium to alert that now is the time where we have to accept the change that is here and adapt to it? Because something has to be the trigger for whether it be the press box or extreme ownership or it takes what it takes or something that you tell yourself, mm -hmm. there has to be a siren that goes off so that you don't just, you know. Well, you want to know what it is? It's failure. Failure is the siren that goes off. That's it. Right? Like, that's... Very nice. You know, so if you're experiencing failure right now, what do you do? How do you adapt? You lost. What next? You assess the situation. Okay. So Take, take me through how you would do that as, yeah. a bus as an executive business coach. So if I lost, I'm going to gather the data that contributed to the loss. Yeah, the KPIs, if you will. Yes, and I'm going to take a look at them and say, okay, what were the actions that took place that equaled losing? And then those actions that equal losing, we're going to stop doing those. Mm -hmm. And we're going to put some new ones in place and measure them along the way. And if they equal winning, we keep doing that. But what if it was just the way we do things? We have to be introspective. We have to be able to look within and understand that it always starts with. Well, and that's with, where the evolution takes in place. Right? Yeah. Like the evolution takes place when... The things that I'm doing right now equal loss, and I have to evolve those principles to help me win. So, for instance, in our business, if we have a month where we're under the revenue number that we wanted to be at, then I'm going to gather the data like you say, and then I'm going to look at the practices that we use to achieve the data. How did we do the work? You know, what did the customer say? You know. How, how did the people perform? How did I prepare for my days? How did I prepare for giving them the information so that they can be successful? And I'm going to evolve those principles. So, for instance, if I find through the data that we did poor work, I'm going to evolve the principles that teach us how to do good work. 
And hopefully by making that change, we start shifting things in the right direction. Yeah, and I think our quarterly meetings is a great indicator of how utilizing information, bundling, bundling that information up and using it to inspire your team actually works. Because when everyone got back to their uh, respective franchise after quarterlies, it boomed everywhere. Yeah, And it, it boomed big. Yeah, I think that was one part inspiration. They heard things that fed their soul. And then two parts rec recognizing that there may be another way how to do things. You know, it's that uh, r that square hole round peg thing, a round hole square peg. You know, sometimes we just are like bound and determined to make something happen the way we believe it needs to happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, having the ability to take a step back, assess the situation or the data, if you will, and then saying, oh, you know what, uh, this round hole with the square peg, I'm going to have to shave this peg down because <laughs> yeah. it ain't fitting. And know? I think that's number three, uh, actionable number three. Don't buy your own bullshit. Yeah. Because you're going to, you know, and I don't want to say you, I'm going to lie to myself every single time. Oh, everybody lies to themselves all the time. Yes. And uh, I go poo poo every day. So I'm full of shit. Yeah. Literally. Right. <laughs> and I want to be sure that I never buy my own. That's the craziest thing in the world to do. Why would I buy my own bullshit? That, that makes no sense. Well, so, here, you want to know why? Because we want to believe that we have all the answers and that we're the smartest and we're the best without the uh, rules of life telling us that that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. How do you know if you're the smartest and you're the best? Because people are seeking information from you. The, your life shows that. It gives you an example that you're, the, you're up to something. Yes. Because things will be happening in your life that validate what you're doing. Uh, so I had heard this, don't buy your own bullshit from a CEO locally that runs a, well, just sold a, a, a company for a, a bunch of money. And he was telling me, I was meeting him and uh, probably the third or fourth time I'd met him. And he was sitting there with another guy, another executive locally. And he was giving me three rules for, you know, how he lives his life. And, and I can't even remember the first two, but the third one was don't buy your own bullshit. And I thought to them, damn, is he talking about me when he said that? <laughs> like, am yeah. I full of shit? Uh, because anybody who hears that, I want you to think about yourself first. What are lies that you're telling yourself that aren't, that aren't validated? Mm, that's so good because I guarantee you if anyone stumbles across step number one, which is allow failure to be the indicating factor that, hey, it's time to assess things. Um, as soon as failure is met, it's most frequently met with the buying of your own bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, we lost. Man, they cheated. They cheated. Man, <laughs> I, uh, I, I was, uh, and I, admittedly so, I, I didn't really drop the ball very much. But when I did, guess what I always looked at? Quarterback was a bad throw. Man, I'm looking at my hands. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what did you do to me? Yeah. How did you, like, man, the, it's, it was like, raining. Like the brain isn't attached to yeah, your arms, sure. which is attached for to your sure, hands. For sure, man. It's raining a little bit, man. It's a little slippery out here. That wasn't me. I'm, I'm you know, yeah. wiping my hands on my, you know. Because you, that, couldn't, that, have, you couldn't have made oh, that mistake. No. Oh, no. There had to have been some outside was, thing. Or how about this? I'm late. Man, my alarm clock didn't go off. Ooh. Hey, my alarm clock didn't go off. Well, damn, who you think said that? Your alarm <laughs> clock did. Since the beginning of time, an alarm clock has never been alive and turned itself on to a specific time and just made sure it was on. Yeah. Man. I've never seen that happen before. Man, it may I, have happened at some point. That I, I don't know. I've never seen that happen. 
you know, we were we were at dinner. This is I, I know a lot of people can relate, and I can relate to this as well. We're at dinner last night, and you know, Hannah needs a fall guy, and I've been saying that a lot around the house lately. And she was wanting to blame a failure. She needed a fall guy, and guess who she always blames? No, you. Like I'm the fall guy. Yeah. And then last night at dinner, Jared goes, "Up, oh, she needs a fall guy." <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, that's buying your own bullshit. Yeah. You know, hey man, if Josh, if you would have only, if Tyler would have. Man, Nate, you should have. <laughs> we we can't buy our own BS, man. Yeah, um, that's that's the step number three. Here, let me, let's give some more examples of buying our own BS because I want to make sure it's we're clear on what that means. It, it means, yeah, to me, is lacking the ability to take full responsibility and ownership for what happens. And when I think of me specifically being challenged to buy my own BS. It is always has something to do with um, performance of our of our teams, and if I didn't have the impact that I needed to have, I immediately want to feel like I did everything I could. Well, have most done. leaders do that, and then they yeah. think, and then they think this: Hey, we had a bad day. The guys tried their best. Mm. You ever heard that one before? I've heard it. Hey, numbers are terrible. Hey, we gave everything we had. Yeah. History would tell you when we give everything there, uh, excuse me, history would tell you when we give everything that we have, what happens? We win. Okay, so if we lose, then can we really say that we gave everything that we had? We can't, unfortunately. Yeah, man. That's the truth of it right there. When we're down, that's how I feel. I think, I don't think we did everything we have. Me personally, I think, damn, what can we do next time to ensure that we win this? And that's the mindset that I'm asking our listeners to have. When we lose, because it's inevitable, we can't always be perfect. But when we lose, my ask of everybody who's listening right now is to think, damn, what can I do to ensure that that doesn't happen next time? I don't want any excuses and I don't want any huffing and puffing. No bullshit and no buying of the bullshit. It's simple, plain and simple, matter of fact. And it's this. What can I do? What can we do to ensure that that doesn't happen next time? Because we may not always be able to stop it. In the, in like sometimes we're just beat on defense. Yeah. You know, sometimes they ran a fade in my cover, and we were in cover two, and the safety didn't go over, and I'm we're just we're broke. It's over. You know. So what can I do next time to ensure? And that's part of the evolution when we talk about making changes, like in adapting to things. That's the same concept, right? What can you do next time to ensure that you win? Yeah, can we give another example of, you know, buying your own bullshit or lack thereof? You've been getting your ass kicked by Tyler playing tennis. 100%. What action steps did you take because you were getting dominated by Tyler Stotzik? And I mean <laughs> dominated. Uh, first off, when you say it that way, it pisses me off. And <laughs> hey, so that's how you know hey, I'm a truth, competitor. The truth hurts. And it's true because he's not even good at this shit. Hey. It just reminds me how shitty I am at it. So I practice, right? Okay. I got a coach. I told myself I'm not like I don't mind losing, but I am not going to be out there getting my ass kicked. I can tell you that. <laughs> you know, like I want to win every time, and I realize that that's a tall order a lot of times, yeah. right? You know, there's always going to be somebody bigger, faster, stronger, has more reps than you yep. in life or sports or business or whatever. Um, and sometimes you're going to lose, but what you do after the fact makes you either a winner or a loser. I agree. Okay? And so I know I ain't no loser. You so, want to know why I know I Because you got a coach. Because I got a coach. I went and I'm like, man, I'm, I, <laughs> hey, I don't really even care what it costs. Because my ass 
on Thursday mornings at 6 a.m., I'm not getting my ass kicked anymore. I hear you. And now I'm competing a little bit better. But what I also know about getting a coach is like it still takes you uh, the ability to stick to it and determination to be good at everything. Man, that's so good. I want to, to me, the favorite, my favorite part about what you just said is you, you said, do you want to know how I know I'm not a loser? And the reason that you know is because when you lost, you wouldn't got a coach next. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to allow myself to quit, because some people get beaten. Guess what they do? Man, I tennis ain't my sport. I, I'm playing tennis for the first time in my life, right? Tyler's got years of playing tennis, and I'm playing for the first time in my life. I know that at the end of the day, one way or another, just like golf, because. There was a time where he used to kick my ass at golf. Now he can't. Now he can't fuck with me, Uh-oh. if you will. <laughs> and, uh, but there was a time where that used to happen, right? But it took reps. I needed to get my reps up. And I and what I do know about myself, and what I hope the listeners can look at their look in the mirror and know about themselves, if they're on this podcast, they care and they're not a quitter. I agree. And the only way you lose is if you quit. And so the reality is, sometimes you're going to get beat. You have to adapt to the whooping. And make a change. At home, when you are one of 11, I know you got your ass whooped. A lot. And you had to adapt to ensure that didn't happen again. Yes, I did. <laughs> I wanted to be the one laughing across around the corner at somebody getting whooped and not getting one myself. So life is so funny, man, because the, the, the opportunity to get better is just all around us. And I'm so happy that we could talk about this specific topic of just failure, what happens when you fail, and what happens next is really what determines who you are. So when you fail, Mr. Morell, yes, because it's going to happen, maybe happen today, but when it happens, what you think about is, if you if you make sure you're not thinking about, damn, who else's fault was it that I failed? Because somebody's ass is to blame here, and, you, and you, you don't have that thought. You think, what can I do better? What could I could have, what could have I done differently to allow for a different outcome? So what, what was my role in this? And then next time, what should I do to ensure that I win? Yeah, and to kind of cap this up, I, I'm i going to say a statement that might be the next topic or a topic in the future because I, I even feel the same about success that happens in my life as well. I evaluate everything because I know for a fact that it doesn't matter what happened. What matters most is what happens next. Mm-hmm. Whether you win or lose, and especially if you lose, also especially if you win. Yeah. Because change and adaption always has to happen. And what happens next always trumped what just happened. So if you failed, let failure serve its purpose of allowing you, nudging you, begging and pleading with you to get off the stoop. Get off the stoop. Pretty please? Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.